This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have some great music for you from Taiwan on Just the Classics. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, April 27th, if you're watching us live right now on Facebook. And for our radio listeners, it's Wednesday, April 28th. Now, um, uh, in the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Nanli So. And today we'll be talking about um, what, what refrigerators and marriage have in common. People are talking about that online. Also, uh, the first supermoon of 2021 is happening tonight. And a funny story about fighting over the check. And Taiwan's first poet wins the Penn Award. That's exciting. Those stories and more coming right up. All right. So, well, do you guys know what a supermoon is? A supermoon must be super big. Yeah, it's bigger <laughs> than the average moon. So a supermoon can appear up to 7% larger than a regular full moon. So we got a picture here. It looks really big here in the picture. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll put the link in there. So, right. But it's I'll like going to be super, super big. Oh. Oh. It's going to be super, super big right. tonight. You might have to hold it yeah. in front of you because then something's blocking away. But oh, that's okay. I'll that's okay. I'll put yeah, the we're going to put the link. I'll put yes. the link in there. Yes. So you get the idea that it's just bigger than the average moon. And um, it basically, when it's, what happens is it happens when it's within 90% of its closest point to Earth. Yeah. So that means, obviously it means it's closer, right? It hasn't grown bigger or got fatter. Right. It just looks it's just closer. <laughs> yeah, closer so it looks bigger. And it can be up to 15% brighter than a typical full moon. So that's exciting. So tonight at 11.22 p.m., if you're here in Taiwan, look up in the sky and see if you see the supermoon. Right. Uh, the second one is coming on May 26th. So the Astronomical Museum says they're going to be live streaming the event. So you can also watch it on, I guess, their Facebook or something, or so, website. Yeah. So does that mean that we can really watch it from anywhere? I don't I know. Mean, I guess we have to If we out. just look up in the sky, I right? Think, yeah. I think I've been back 30 years. This is probably the second time, I think, I've heard about a supermoon in Taiwan that we can see. Really? I mean, you think it should have been more than that? Because uh, <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, this first of only two of this year. So yeah, it sound more this common, year, but... right? Yeah, I don't know the details. We'll have to look into that. So, yeah. um, Also, yeah. a total lunar eclipse will be seen across Taiwan on May 26th. The so same that, day as the supermoon? Yeah, so that's from 6.31 to 9.51 p.m. Okay. Interesting. Wow. People so, are going to want to take that day off and just watch the moon, probably. Yeah, mm. so anyways, that's kind of exciting. Are you guys moon watchers or stargazers? Mm, not really. Not really. <laughs> uh, you can't really see stars. You can't see in stars ta in Taipei. Taipei. Yeah, it's just too much the, yeah, pollution or something. You have to go out in the go rural in, areas. Yeah, I know. 
I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen, you know, stars in Taiwan, actually. So maybe I wasn't paying attention. Do any of our viewers like to watch the moon or the stars? You can let us know. And I do. I mean, you do. <laughs> when I think that, you know, when I look up and I like when I'm waiting for the bus after work and I look up, you know, and if it's it look, if it looks like a full moon, I really gaze at it. I'll be like really amazed. I feel like I'm so lucky. I caught it, you know, when it's this full moon. So, but um, yeah, I don't know when 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 it's full moon every month anyway. I mean, I don't have you know, I don't follow the calendar. But um, but whenever I see something which I think is a full moon, yeah, I, I gaze at it and I feel very, just very fortunate. Like you know, it's my it's my day, my lucky day or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So in so. I think in Chinese culture, full moon. Also has the meaning of uh, reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have this like for like moon festival, right? Perfection, so it's harmony, like harmony, reunion. Um, so it has different meanings too. It's kind of a, a romantic thing, but also a family thing. Yeah. In, in Chinese culture, so if you're watching, do drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you throughout the show. We'll be reading comments um, from our viewers throughout the show. <laughs> Okay, so I'd like to hear how a refrigerator is similar to a marriage. I never oh. connected the two, except for maybe when I'm cooking for my family. <laughs> there is a connection. Um, anyway, it's a story about a couple in China. They are extremely famous. They are, um, you know, entertainers, actors, and actresses. They met in 2016, and then they got married in uh, in October 2018. And last Friday. Um, they made an announcement on Weibo, which is China's Twitter-like um, social media platform. They said they they're going to um, you know divorce. Oh. So um, you know because of the couple they are so popular. Um, Who are they? What are their names? Zhao Liying. Okay. And um, then uh, um, her husband is Feng Xiaofeng. Because they are so popular and you know well-known people, they are they are actually celebrities. So their divorce. Um, has become the most searched for item on Chinese social media platform. But mm-hmm. anyway, so they um, so they were married for less than three years, and then, so it's really interesting because um, China's CCTV, which is China's um, official CCTV uh, or China's Central Television, said something on its official Weibo. Um, it says that do we need a cool off period uh, when people uh, you know. Get married because in China the officially get married or get divorced. Get, uh, married. get married because officially cool there is a time. cool off period when people get divorced. Officially, well, see before, so, so before be, anybody considers divorce, they should have a cool off time. Right. Oh, so before they get divorced, yeah, right. they need don't, to like think about it for thirty days. Right, right. don't do it in a rush. Maybe right. they just had a major argument. Like I know, I and don't you see just you regret ever it. again. <laughs> right, but the CCTV says it's because is it because you know if you want to get married you also need the thirty days to um, think through to think twice <laughs> to think carefully and the CCTV also says that well, don't get married because you think you know oh that woman is really pretty that guy is really rich because if the direction is wrong no matter how hard you try you won't get what you want. Is that direction? What do you mean direction? Uh, Direction for the motivation or something. Well, it says direction, but I just don't know why. Well, I don't think people get married within thirty. I mean, right after they meet each other, right? Yeah, but 
Do they file for divorce probably... right after they get an argument? <laughs> get mad I don't at each know. other, maybe. But anyway, we're talking about the um, what are some of the similarities between marriages and a refrigerator. Um, the CCTV said marriages are like a refrigerator. If your refrigerator breaks down or out of order, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. <laughs> Immediately, you should fix it first. And the most important thing is make sure you um, you you have to maintain. Make sure everything is okay. Oh, yeah. so don't take is, it for granted, right? Okay. So that, so that you can it's a prolong, big investment, yeah, right? prolong the use of the, of the refrigerators. But I think it's really still. I think it's really it's strange not the same. to it's compare not quite the same. marriages to a refrigerator. That this is funny because so, I mean, of course, if the, your fridge breaks. You don't throw it away. You get the repairman in there. Right. You do everything you can to fix it before you decided that oh, I need a new fridge. Right. So that's, that's true. Why, because it's it's yeah. a big investment, right? right. You don't want to just like buy a new one just right just, just because off a it broke. Whim, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you well, guys have a better that. a better analogy for <laughs> a better marriage? Analogy. Better analogy. I, certainly, I wouldn't use a refrigerator <laughs> to describe that's really the marriages that. You know, it's like a garden that right. you need to water. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I don't a good know. one, Natalie. And take care of yeah. and, and treat with care. Don't like just, are the weeds are going to get there or whatever. A refrigerator right. is a place that, that, you know, something that keeps me alive because I need food. That's <laughs> true. It's very important for us. So, well, marriage, well, we're all married, right? So yeah. do you guys have any like secrets to when we were all still married, right? After right. over to keeping 20, a good marriage? How, many, how many years have you guys been married? I'm I, turning, I mean, I'm turning. Um, we're celebrating our, yeah, our wedding anniversary 30th. This, 30th year? this year? Wedding anniversary this year in wow, August. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. I've been married for almost 30 years, yes. And I've been over mm. 20 for me. Yeah. yeah. So any secrets to this long-lasting marriage? Just, Share with our list of viewers. I'd say just keep communicating. Don't keep communicating. Yeah, don't I sh- mean, don't yeah, give each other the silent communication treatment. is a lifetime homework. Um, you have to keep communicating. I mean, even husband and wife are so close as a couple. There are still things that you know you can misunderstand each other. So oh, definitely, you need to keep on communicating. Don't just say, "Well, forget this on a whim." And divorce, you know, because I think communication is, the, I think it's the biggest factor in a marriage. Of course, uh, and including other, I mean, there are other things too, but yeah. Well, I think that, you know, even um, as you grow older, you change as a person too. So you have oh, to, yes. like, don't assume that, oh, well, this is the way he's always been and he'll always be. And oh. the same with yourself, right? right? You have to communicate. You have to share your thoughts. True. But you know what? Actually, as, as you evolve you, as a person. Yeah. As you develop in your marriage, though, I mean, the older you get, the more you're just willing to accept everything about the other person. <laughs> and and let your expectations, you know, let true. lower your expectations. Let, let go of some unrealistic right. expectations. Yeah. That's true. It, it's so true. <laughs> and that's good. I think it's being practical. Okay. Right. So how about Paulo? I guess it's really important to give... Um, the other person some space and oh yeah time. especially guys space right. and time especially the husbands time, time for what um, just their own time the things they want to do oh. yeah yeah I think guys don't they don't know how to express themselves right away they need to kind of like time to think cool down and then and then form the words they want to say and then say it yeah you can't expect an answer from them right away they're that's not my women. experience <laughs> and they're different I mean genders are very different very in the way they different. process emotions and, yeah. and they're even would they read what people are saying and, and you know mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's definitely a lifetime lifelong journey right all, learning all the way so we encourage you guys whoever's married to you know 
keep right. working at it. I think keep we got enjoying some interesting it. Oh, so Christine f- comments here. Filene says marriage is not perfect. It is two imperfect persons who accept each other's flaws. I exactly. agree. I totally agree. Totally. And yep. um, any other comments? I remember reading an article introducing a, a radio personality. Um, this article was published by the Washington Post. Um, I can't remember the radio personality's name, but I remember she told her um, interviewers that um, um, I think she's been married for 30 or 40 years. She said that she's not happily married nor is she unhappily married. married. She is stubbornly married. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, it takes commitment to to have a good marriage because there's yeah. going to be times when you have ups and downs or you grow more There'll distant always be differences. or, you know, or you have arguments. I mean, there are going to be times when you, you're not super close or like feeling lovey-dovey about each mm. other, right? So, no. But when you have the commitment, you can always work through those things. I think there was a study that said that um, two thirds of people who weren't happy in their marriages five years ago are happy now. Mm-hmm. So, as, give it you, some time. Yeah, if you stick with it, give it time. That loving feeling is going to come back. So <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. If you give up, it's not going to come back. I think. <laughs> right. So I think maybe I like the idea of a cooling off period for a divorce. Mm, yeah, I think that's Definitely. a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Okay, so we have a uh, first Taiwanese poet who won this very big poetry award. Tell us about this. Right. Her name is Amam, and she and her American translator, Steve Bradbury, um, um, they have been named the winner of the Penn Award for Poetry in Translation, which is a first for a Taiwanese author. And the book is called Raised by Wolves, Poems and Conversations. And the book was awarded the annual prize by the literary and human rights organization called Pen America for breaking new ground. What does that mean, breaking new ground? Because instead of um, a book, there is only one definitive translation for each poem. The book often um, presents multiple English versions. They're different versions. Oh, okay. So it's quite um, different. And then the book, the, the book also includes dialogues between the poet and the translator. And the, so it's quite um, unusual. Now, uh, just a little bit of information about the, the poet and, and the translator. They have known each other for many years when um, Steve Bradbury was working as a, as a professor of English at National Central University in Taoyuan. Oh. And he has translated and published several of um, Amon's poems in literary magazines. And so um, the book was published last September and was awarded the prize at a virtual ceremony in early April. Mm. That's great. I wonder, I like the title, Raised by Wolves Poems. Raised by Wolves. Conversations. It makes you really curious. Like, yes. what is she talking about? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she um, she's talking about, but obviously <laughs> she's a very talented writer and she's also a, a documentary filmmaker. Oh, she has okay. published four um Volumes of poetry. Wow. And I think the translator deserves a lot of credit. That's why they oh, won yes. the award right. together. I mean, mm-hmm. right. translating poetry, I, I can imagine hard. how difficult it is. Yeah, and then you, you did convey. many different translations just to show the different layers of uh-huh. meaning or, 
Well, you know, different ways you could translate. Well, that's amazing work. I mean, I'm sure the poet herself is amazing writing the poem, but then for somebody else to translate into, you know, trying to convey the same idea, um, you know, a concept across in a different language is a big job. It's a difficult job. But I don't think I can ever translate poetry. I'm, I'm not that good, you know, like, first of all, understanding poetry itself. I think it's a difficult thing for me to do. So, so for, you know, for... Steve Bradbury, is it? Mm. I mean, to be able to translate in different uh, form, in different versions, and then still conveying the idea across, I mean, that is so hard. You know, you have to be really well-versed in both languages to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is just an amazing job. Wow. First, in, from Taiwan to that's win the That's pretty amazing. That, that yeah, is... The top award, I think. Wow. One, of the, one of the top awards for poetry. Um, we actually have a couple comments about our, our marriage topic. Yeah. How important? This is from Ronald Orig. He writes, "How important are kids in a marriage?" Very important. <laughs> oh well, she I really mean, has three. Yeah, I've got three. And the thing is that I think after having children, the the things that you mostly argue about is either money or children. It's always these two, right? I mean, yeah. That's you know, true. It, you cannot swerve away those, those two that's things. That's true. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they, they pull you together, mm-hmm. but then they also can be pull a source of conflict, right? <laughs> like, yeah. they, you know, I think he should be doing this. No, I think he should be, you know, whatever. Yeah. You have different uh, opinion about how to parent your kids. Right, and, parent and, kids. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a big... <laughs> I, but I don't think they're, they're um, key to marriage. A lot of people in Taiwan, are actually, some people are not having kids in marriage. Right? That's what so we have. Fine. We're one of the you know countries with the lowest birth rates right, right now. So, that's according to the CIA. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not the key to marriage or anything, the uh, most important part of marriage. I don't think they're the most important part of marriage either. Mm. But a byproduct of marriage... <laughs> 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 and um, Nazir Aziz says, in our country, arranged marriage is more preferred than love marriage. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Even now, huh? I can't imagine that. Yeah. I mean, sure, it solves the problem of dating, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And maybe parents like it, but I'm not. Right. How does that go, you know? I mean, oh. so you, you like the person you're, you're arranged with? Yeah, you have to. You learn to, right? You, you learn to, I guess. I guess they don't afterwards. have other options. Right. Wow. But at least you know you're guaranteed not to remain single. <laughs> oh, but Nazir says this trend is also decreasing, be- and there are oh, okay. lots of divorce cases pending in the divorce courts. This is a disaster. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. So. wow. Well, different countries have different cultures and customs, that's for sure. So, mm. hmm. Oh, he's from Pakistan. He says Pakistan okay. has a very high birth rate. Oh. Interesting. Sorry. Talk briefly about the nursing shortage. That's because Shirley's daughter is a nurse, right? Yeah. So there's this big nursing shortage, and um, they did a survey of them. You know, um, only 20% of the nurses say they enjoy respect in the workplace. Mm. They're often overworked. Um, they don't have. They're not appreciated, and they don't get enough pay. And and the nurse to patient ratio is one to ten. So that's pretty high. That's a lot of patients to take care of yeah. for one person. So, I I mean, I can imagine how, how tiring it is. I have some friends who are nurses, and your daughter's a nurse. What is it like being a nurse in, in Taiwan? Um, it for is her. tough. Yeah. And especially the fact that she's in the ICU ward. 
So that's that's even wow. tougher. But um, but one thing is that you know she said, well, great because there's also a good thing to it is that you learn everything that you would you probably wouldn't learn in a, if you were in other wards. So she learns everything. But it is very tiring because you you're um, assigned shifts. So there's the you know day shift and then the evening shift and then the you know the graveyard shift. And it's tough. I mean, she's gotten thin because she's just losing appetite and losing sleep over this and everything. She doesn't sleep well at night, you know, with all the different shifts. No, and that's everything. really hard. It is hard. And so the proportion of nurse to patients in the States is actually better than Taiwan, you know. So there are some nurses who just said, forget this and go to the States or Australia for oh, a better nursing program. and I think the, the pay program. is much better there and yeah. living get more conditions are better. Right. And they're more um, specialized, you know, right. not like the nurses here in Taiwan, they cover everything. They do everything. So, yeah. I think they have better schedules there too. Mm. Like, I think here it's random. Right? You just change shifts all the time, however mm-hmm. they want you to change. And Especially if you're in the first or the second year nurse. Uh, n- so no, is your daughter nurse. planning to do this all her, for the rest of her life? Or? Um, yeah, she's already, um, it's already been two, more than two years now. And she's, she, as much as it's tiring and exhausting, but she does like her job. Well, they should, you know, improve the working environment for nurses and give them more pay and appreciation and everything. I mean, Taiwan does have good health services, but, you know, I think that the nurses are overworked. Mm. So, yeah. So anyways, that was from a recent survey um, on Monday that our National Health Research Institute did. Okay. Oh, I have to say, Nazir says his marriage was arranged and he has five children. Wow. Good for you. Big family. Wow. He says he's learned several lessons from marriage. (laughs) Lessons of life. So we have one more story about uh, someone fighting for the check. Some people. What happened? This is really funny. Excuse me. Um, You know, this is a season of uh, fireflies. And there's this, um, you know, restaurant over in Nantou that's really popular around this time of year. And, you know, it's always full and everything. And um, the the restaurant owner, um, she, after one day's work, she realized that there was a table. And nobody paid for that table. Hmm. I mean, everybody left from that table, you know. It was, uh, apparently it was originally, so she kind of looked up the surveillance camera and found that it was a table of seven. And wow. during, and they 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 spent like 3,000, the, the whole dinner was like 3,700 NT, which is like 133 US dollars among seven people. So it's kind of expensive. It was a sturgeon fish dinner. So sturgeon is kind of pretty expensive. It's expensive fish. Anyway, so apparently from the camera um, um, reeling, she realized that there were there were four of the people, well, two of the people came up to the counter to pay. But then they were fighting over like, no, 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 me pay. No, I'm paying. You know, no, no, you put your cash away. And then two other women came up. So the four of them are arguing like who to pay. So <laughs> then at the end, they all left. And then no it, one paid. No one paid. No. Wow. So then the <laughs> restaurant owner was. Out? So the restaurant owner was wondering, like, was it a prank or is that they really forgot to pay? Because apparently this kind of thing happened before, but not in such a, a ridiculous way that people, because you know, they'll be eating and then they say, "Hey, they're fireflies," and they'll start running out and looking for, the, like, looking at the oh, fireflies. Oh, they forget to pay. Right. But then, I mean, those people had come back, even you know, to pay. To pay. Well, that's good. But to not hear. this tape of seven. So apparently they thought that, you know, the restaurant owner thought that from the video, it looked like the woman on the most left side said that, okay, I'm going to go back to my car and get some money. So from the video, it looked like she was going to pay 
for the dinner. But then she never came back. <laughs> so anyway, the restaurant owner was like, she's a nice woman. And she said that, you know, everybody's nice, you know, and she's revealing the the um, the video to hopefully that people can, you know, Someone get some clue. No, if, if this is you, please come back. Or if there are other people who might have information about this group of people. To oh, let, she wants anyway. the money back. That's for sure. Yeah, because so, it was quite an expensive dinner, you wow, know, with the fish and all. So sure. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. We don't know I the don't truth, know. right? But someone should pay for no. it. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know. Is when I was little, I was like, "Why do Chinese people fight over the check?" It's just. But now I get it. I get it. It's a cultural thing. It's yeah. It's a cultural it's thing. Like you want to so. like be generous and treat right. your friends and all that. So this restaurant owner was saying that I'm going to change the policy. I'm going to have people pay before they start eating. They pay up ahead. Oh, sure. That pay makes ahead. sense. Pay up front. Good idea. Do before that. they watch the fireflies too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Here in Taiwan. And um, uh, I guess that's it for today. So join us tomorrow. And uh, for Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Paula Chow. And I'm Shirley Lynn. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei, the people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International.
下一起，你可不可以轻轻的松开自己？就算你想放弃，也可以失去。Welcome to Just the Classics. I'm your host this week, Leslie Liao, and every week in this show we try to explore some music. Now I don't know what the other hosts、uh, bring to you, but usually in the show I like to bring to you songs that I listened to when I was growing up in Taiwan. But this week I want to do something a little different. Now the song you just heard was called "Ye Kei," which means "That's Okay Too," and it's sung by、uh, an artist in Taiwan named Yan Yike, and her English name is Janice Yan.、Um, I'm going to be introducing to you Janice Yan's repertoire、uh, for the next 20 minutes or so. Now, I didn't listen to Janice's music、uh, when growing up. Actually, she and I are the same age. She's a relatively new singer on the scene, though she's been around for a number of years. So that begs the question: Why am I introducing to you Janice Yan's music today? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Three weeks ago, I had the rare opportunity to interview Janice, and I'll be premiering that interview later this week on Taiwan Insider. Now, if you don't know what Taiwan Insider is, it's our weekly news magazine TV show we produce here at Radio Taiwan International. We make Taiwan Insider also available on our shortwave broadcast as well. But for the best way to experience Taiwan Insider, go online to Facebook at Taiwan Insider or check out our YouTube channel at RTI English, and、uh, you'll be able to find episodes of Taiwan Insider which come out every Thursday. So this week, my interview with Janice will be premiering on Taiwan Insider. She's going to be sharing with us how she broke into the Taiwanese music scene. It was a great interview, but for those of you who don't know Janice, I think. I think this episode of Just the Classics is a perfect opportunity to、uh, get to know her music a little bit. 
Janice Yen was born in Beijing, China on March 21st, 1990, though she grew up mostly in Hong Kong and in Singapore before making her way over to Taiwan. She got really famous on a, a singing competition TV show called One Million Star. And the interesting thing was she wasn't a contestant uh, at first. Actually, she was a, a person to go and challenge the contestants to a singing showdown. And she did so good that she was invited back uh, as a contestant the next season and she won it. Anyway, um, before we move on, I'm going to go into some music because I've been talking for a long, 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 long time now. This next Janice Yan song I'm going to be playing is called Wo Yo Wo Zichi, which translates into As Long As I Have Myself. Now, this is an empowering theme from Janice Yan's first studio album. We'll be getting into more details, but let's give it a listen before we move ahead. Is it? 
Welcome back to Just the Classics. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and you are in the middle of listening to our Janice Yan special. That song you just heard was called which means As Long As I Have Myself. Before we played it, I said it was an empowering tune, and it was from Janice Yan's first studio album, which came out on October 20th, 2017. Now, the first album, Janice Yan's first album, focused a lot on on empowerment because um, prior to that first studio album being released, she actually went through a couple of hardships here and there. It was publicized in the Taiwanese media, though I don't want to get into it. Now, the name of this first studio album is actually consequently the name of the song you just heard, which is also means as long as I have myself. Now, three years later, on the exact date that um, Janice released her first studio album, she released her second studio album called Let Everything Happen. Now, whereas the first album was a little more rock and ballad-based, this one saw Janice experimenting with new mediums of music. There's some hip-hop, there are also ballads, there's rock, there's a little more pop. And um, this one is where things get really interesting, because at this point, you're going to be hearing a Janice which is more confident in her own skin. And I'm going to be showing you one song, or I'm going to be sharing with you one song, where she kind of deviates from um, that ballad, that rock um, kind of centric type of music that we have listened to up until this point. This one is called Please Don't Cry. And this song is about, I believe, a date that has gone wrong or a relationship that has gone awry. I didn't get much into it with in her interview, though. I was very, very um, curious about it. But do listen to it. This is uh, an English song, by the way. Janice is fluent in three different languages. She's fluent in Mandarin Chinese, uh, Cantonese, and English. And she sings in all three meet all three languages, and that to me alone is amazing. But this song uh, pokes a little more fun at uh, modern dating culture. Again, this is called "Please Don't Cry," and without further ado, here we go. Just let it go. Let it go. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. Don't make a fool of yourself. 
record and say that if any girl sang a song about me that was anything like that my heart would be broken immediately like i would remove myself from the dating game forever but i don't think that was about me i'm not a hundred percent sure i don't think so though anyway um welcome back to just the classics and if you're just joining us this is our music show and this week we're going over the music of uh, an artist in Taiwan named Yeniko or Janice Yen. And the reason why we're doing this is because I recently interviewed Janice uh, for Taiwan Insider, and that interview is going to premiere later this week on Thursday. And I thought this show would be a great opportunity for me to introduce her to you if you have never heard her music. Janice is a fascinating person, and to tell you her life story within 20 minutes interlaced with her music is really, really difficult. Um, one of the things she mentioned in the, in the interview, though, is um, she always knew she wanted to do music. Um, she wanted to be a musician ever since she was nine years old, and her parents actually had musical backgrounds. Her dad is a conductor for the, I believe, the Hong Kong Symphony Orchestra, and her mom also teaches music in some capacity as well. And but in one of the things that Janice talk, spoke about in the interview um, that is going to premiere later is that her parents weren't all that supportive of her music career and it's because they just knew how hard it would be i'm sure seeing her career now they're um they're a little more relieved anyway we are at about 18 minutes that means i have one last song that i can share with you guys and i'm going to share with you one called 
爱上现在的我 which translates into love the person that I am now. Now this is a collaboration that she did with、uh, Taiwanese rapper Gao Erxuan or Osen.、Um, I I think、um, he's really known for a Taiwanese song called Without You, and he provided the rap to this song.、Um, not only that, but The story the Taiwanese singer Vivian Xu,、uh, Xu Ruoxuan, she wrote and composed the lyrics to this song as well. Now, this one I believe、uh, charted in Taiwan and it stayed in the charts for a long, long time. Like I said, this is the last song I'm going to play before we go. So, as a reminder.、Um, I have an interview with Janice Yan. It's coming out this Thursday. I'm in the middle of editing it.、Uh, it was a great interview. She's super charismatic, super real, and she shares a lot about her struggles as an artist and what and how her experience differed from her expectations.、Um, and I hope you guys can tune in, especially if you love the songs that I、uh, played for you today. Anyway, guys, once again, thank you so much for joining me for Just the Classics. I'm Leslie Liao. Hopefully, it won't be long before you hear me host this show again. And if you guys have any requests for any Taiwanese music or any Taiwanese songs you would like to hear, be sure to let me know. You can send us、uh, an email at English at RTI.org.tw, or you can send us a message on Facebook or YouTube because I check both of those message boxes. Anyway, guys. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and without further ado, I sung Shinzai the War.
个性决定你的命运，我也曾经是个粉丝，现在变成一个流星。All day， 我不怕累，我照着镜子 ，like damn。RTI exercise for your mind。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320. 320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwanintl. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwanintl for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>